Okay, so welcome to our first episode. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Um, so welcome to our first episode, guys. This podcast is going to be about our experiences in art specifically. I don't know, we're all border artists. We mm-hmm. live in the El Paso Juarez border. We're all females and um, we all attended the same university uh, working on or getting our degrees or have gotten our degrees in a field or concentration of art. So... I don't know. What do you? Th- how how would you explain this podcast? Well, I think we should introduce our names. <laughs> oh right. yeah, we're just Sarah. anonymous right now. <laughs> would you like to introduce our names? Yeah. yeah. So I'm Sarah. Oh, this podcast is called Sundays at oh, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> like Sarah. We're in Sarah's apartment. <laughs> yeah. So I'm Sarah. In front of me is Marisa, and, and to my diagonal right is Miriam, and we're at my apartment. And my name is Sarah. <laughs> hey, yeah. So back to the podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, what is it? What, how would you describe it? Um, I think like what you said. All of us are. We're all navigating our lives. We all want to be full time artists, and we're all on our journey to to making our dreams come true. Mm-hmm. And one reason that we started this podcast is because we don't really feel like there's that many. There's not a tutorial on life on how to be an artist. Mm -hmm. Pretty much, like, that's it. So we really want to help other people. We want other people to hear our experiences because we feel, like, that other people would benefit from them. And also... Or just even find comfort knowing that you're not alone, Mm -hmm. that everyone struggles and is working Mm -hmm. at every point of their life. Like, you've been out of school a year. I just graduated. Sarah still has a year to go. And so we all have a little bit of different perspective, you know, coming out of where we're at, but there's still always going to be things to improve on, work, struggles, obstacles, and I don't know, it's always been really comforting to me to listen to someone else have, you know, an experience that you're like, wow, like, at least I'm not the only one, and it always feels like you're the only one. So basically for... Our audience, um, those of you who don't have a support group, like we're we're here for you. Uh-huh. We're yeah. we're your support group. Mm-hmm. We we want to like just be there for you guys, and you guys should know that you're not alone. Um, and we, yeah, we just want to be there. Yeah, and I think uh, another reason why we wanted to do this is because I personally have not come across any. Um, Latino, Mexican, Chicano podcast that talks about art, and um, I kind of just that I haven't come across. Maybe there are, but yeah, we need more representation in the minorities, (laughs) more variety with that. So that's why we're here, and that's what we want to do as well. We're here for you, Marissa. Do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you. (laughs) So my name's Marissa. I recently graduated just this past month. I got my bachelor in fine arts with a concentration in drawing and my minor in printmaking. And yeah, my work has always revolved around family relationships and boundaries. Um, What's the word? Um, Language barriers. Yeah. Um, You know, because I am Mexican-American and so my experiences growing up living in white suburb areas and then 
you know, my family, you know, immigrating to the States, my mom speaking Spanish in the house, but never learning it. And these kind of dynamics that play out at home, in school, in the workplace. So that's always been a driving factor in my work, as well as the type of materials I work with, which are, you know, very thin, translucent papers, things that are very delicate, thread, embroidery. So that's the kind of work that um, I have worked on for the past couple years that I um, will continue to work on now that I'm out of school. And yeah, I don't know, what else can I say about myself? Um, yeah, I feel like your work is just all about, like, that delicacy. Um, it's so <laughs> fragile to the touch. <laughs> We're doing the fingers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, like, you can you can tell that it's a lot about, like, your personal, yourself. Yeah, also about transition, your recent series that you did this earlier in the semester, where you wrapped things and you printed on those wrappings. I think that's, that's, that's like, future, do you talk about future goals with your artwork? Oh, yeah, like, what are your future goals yeah. for your art? Well, um, well, right now I'd like to get into tattooing. And I was doing kind of like a not real apprenticeship, internship. It was real. It was real real to me, but it was like very hush-hush under the rug. But, you know, trying to balance the very traditional archaic world of the tattoo industry while getting my art degree. It was just like a very strange dynamic. It's something I'd still... That's what I want to do. The end game is to tattoo... And then beyond that, I'd still like to get my teacher certification and teach high school art. Because when I was in high school, I loved my art teachers, but I also felt that there was not a push. No one was talking to me about my concepts, my ideas. No one was showing me new materials. And even, yeah, even when it was like AP art. Or even schools. Yeah, even school. Yeah. They don't really look into They're they're not invested. My teachers were great. They were wonderful. I love them. Kim and DeLong, they were great. But it, I guess, it, I don't know, you know, they have lesson plans they have to follow. And I just wanted, I want to go back into, you know, teaching and maybe being able to provide a better experience or set a better example for, you know, students that are interested in art from an early age and ways that they can look into it because I really had no guidance going into college or school thankfully I always had a very supportive family so I always liked art I was always interested in art and I was always good at it so that's what made me happy they let me do that in college but there was no one saying apply to this school apply to that school and so I think that's something that I'd really like to eventually do is teach and teach high school when you need the direction the most I think Mm yeah yeah Miriam or Sarah, who's okay. going next? I guess it's my turn. Yeah. So my name is Miriam. Um, I already graduated with a bachelor's in fine art. I have a concentration in drawing and a con- and a minor in painting. So growing up, I did not have any art direction. Actually, didn't really take art seriously like at all I just kind of like doodled on the side of my papers and like here I am now like I have an art degree um I didn't have art in high school or anything it was just kind of like on the whim uh when I graduated high school I decided I wanted to make art um I didn't really have the support of my family but it was what I wanted to do anyways like 
I'd rather do something that, that would make me happy than something that I would be stuck in. Like, my mom wanted me to be an engineer. <laughs> That's what she wanted me to do. And I was going to do it, but I decided not to. I decided against it. I'm really happy I did. Um, so I've been out of school for a year now. I graduated in 2018. Currently, I'm working in a painting studio with a bunch of other great um, studio artists as well. All We are all painters, but I feel like I've dabbled into all sorts of types of making art. I've made physical soft sculpture, as, like with fabric. Um, I've drawn and sewn on paper. Um, I think I've done a little bit of everything, but right now my focus is painting and I, I wanted to stay like that for a while. Um, as far as my concepts, it, a lot of it is about dreams and I guess you could say past traumas as being like a childhood and forever innocence and losing like an innocence as you grow older. But that's, that's kind of what I work on. For the future, I think, well, I definitely want to go to graduate school. Um, that's like my short-term goal, somewhere out of state, hopefully. I'm not sure which one I am looking into some schools, but that's that's my goal so far. <laughs> All right, and I'm Sarah. Um, I'm currently in, in school. I'll graduate next year, 2020, May, hopefully. Um, I'll be getting my BFA in drawing and printmaking. Um, so we have a double major here. <laughs> yeah, double major. Uh, that's why it's taken me a little while to graduate. Um, I do drawing, I do printmaking, and I also do photography, film photography. Um, so I, yeah, I take my own pictures, I develop them, and I expose the photographs myself. Um, I think... Uh, I'll elaborate with that through my concepts. So my concepts revolve around, like, I have, like, a, an umbrella. It, it's just an umbrella concept. It's just I, I love to look for the forgotten or the overlooked or the easily dismissed. The trash. The trash. The trash. You love trash. trash. You have to understand. <laughs> I collect trash. I have... I, I yeah okay um I take pictures of trash I collect trash I like finding trash but I think um a lot about identity through that trash um recently I kind of undertook this very overwhelming uh concept for myself is just how identity is very overwhelming uh concept for myself is just how identity is um just how how identity becomes to becomes to be how like the scenarios the the people the language just a huge i don't know what i was thinking when i was trying to do this but um i'm just very interested in everything to do with identity and of course it all has to do with it all stems from my own past and my own experiences and things that i have seen happen but i try and make it that part of it as vague as possible and make it as um as accessible but at the same time inaccessible to people um accessible in a way that they can see it inaccessible that they can't see exactly what they're being shown beautiful yeah i feel like <laughs> your work like especially kind of like early on when you were peeling off the faces of photographs oh, it was yeah. kind of like a loss of identity uh -huh. um but it's obviously like this is an old photograph it's somebody's family this is like a personal photo and 
you're kind of like taking away the identity mm-hmm. but behind it we know there's somebody there yeah. and i think the viewer tries to like figure it out because a lot of it can be like really somber i feel like the tone of your work so that's that's how i see it like sweet thanks um and i think uh, for future future <laughs> um i'm kind of frustrated and at the same time encouraged to keep on doing what i'm doing um i know i will have to teach art in order to make a living and i am good at teaching art and thank god i am or else i would not be able to live mm-hmm. um, but my goal is to be able to get an mfa find a, a, an mfa program that fits me and um not only that but somewhere that i'm that i know i will be safe um yeah like like, honestly i'm just thinking about the political climate like that's a a huge uh Mm. deterrent for me but i don't know i i've only been here i live in a bubble so who knows maybe that's that's like another thing that we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. in the podcast is like how to find the perfect school for you and Uh what to look for when you're looking at different schools um so if you guys ever have questions about that hopefully we can answer them Mm -hmm. send them over and i mean that's like a long-term goal and short-term girls goals are i want to get a respirator because i can no longer be in the dark room because the chemicals are now affecting my breathing and i want to make my own dark room in my own apartment so (laughs) we believe in you yeah Yeah, it'll happen happen. she can do it yeah it's just all the hard work that i gotta do um i think uh I think, yeah, that's, yeah. that's okay. it. That wraps up introductions. Well, we can talk about the setup. Okay, yeah. So each episode will kind of start the first 10, 15 minutes talking about whatever topic of interest. It could be something that we saw on Instagram, yeah. an artist that we're following. Art news. An art news, yeah. find cool. Even like, media, like popular culture, things that are happening that week. Um, just whatever we think. Pride month. Yeah. yeah. So anything like that, we'll start off the conversation and then we'll go into whatever the main topic is for that episode. Um, ranging from, I don't know, what, what are some of the things that we wrote um, down? We talk about, like, first our, like, our culture, being Hispanic, mm-hmm. um, being women as artists, yeah. being a minority as artists. We're going to talk about daily practices. Even money, like, yeah, um, struggling, you know, struggling with money, money, budgeting, applying for schools, residencies, jobs. if that is for you, jobs outside of it. Yeah. Um, Solo shows, exhibitions. Yeah, exhibition experience. Yeah. There is a long list that we have already <laughs> gone through. We're excited yeah. to start yeah, this. We're here, we're here for y'all. We're here to get you through it, <laughs> if yes. you will. Mm-hmm. For today's episode, the main topic that we're... And it's just like a very, you know, broad term to start off with is just female artists what it means to be a female artist what our experiences have been what we've seen i don't know who wants to start this like well are there are there pros to being a female artist that's one question do you guys see any pros in it no no well i do think that like being a female artist we can talk about certain topics that that well obviously like other females will relate to mm-hmm. so we can be there for them um i think it also just feels like empowering being a woman and doing 
what we want to do. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, making a way for us to talk about and share our art and experiences, that feels very empowering. At the same time, there are so many things against women um, in any field, really. Mm -hmm. But, you know, especially in art, Miriam and I were looking at some things earlier, and um, we follow an Instagram account, and they share a lot of statistics, um, information, you know, they're just very active in the art field and showing that, especially in the United States, where 75% of artists in museums are white men. But when you look at the number of art school graduates, it's overwhelmingly female. And then you don't see that represented or translated post school. Yeah. Or even if you don't go to school, you know, but you just don't see that sort of representation in museums, in galleries. It's just not there. There's also this one work that the Guerrilla Girls put out. Um, and the Guerrilla Girls, they do a lot of kind of like advertising. Right. And they're, mm-hmm. they're kind of seeing like the social conscious, the, the conscience, conscious of the art world. And they put out this statistic saying that there are, I, I already forgot the numbers, but there's so many female paintings like nude female paintings in the art museums but they're all mostly done by men so i think their their catch line was does a woman need to be naked in order to get into an art museum Mm -hmm. and um i don't know we can like whatever there's like a lot of really good female artists and i think we can always like expand about it and mm -hmm. anybody can broaden their knowledge to what what you don't learn in the history books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about personal? Have you guys ever had any personal, like, times where you're like, oh, is this because, am I being treated this way because I'm a female? I, I feel like, well, as, regarding to art, mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like no matter what some people do, yeah. Like, you could do a drawing, and it'll be about anything, and somebody, and it's some, like, there'll always be that one person who will name it feminist art. Yeah. It, like, it could be a non-objective, but in some way, there's going to be that one person who has to relate it to feminine or being a feminist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's something we need to take back, because I feel like if a male were to do just art, it's like he's just expressing himself. Mm-hmm. Or this is just, like, a thought. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if, if a woman were to do it, they always have to label it something. Yeah. I think also a lot of times, and I've experienced this, is that maybe you might be discouraged from exploring a, a project or an idea you might want to do because someone's telling you it's not real. It's not a real problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this happen to me printmaking by a beloved professor. Like, I really um, think this is a great professor, yeah. a great mentor. He was <laughs> asking... H-E-H-E. <laughs> yeah. um, he had called me outside so we could discuss, um, you know, just some ideas I was exploring, what direction I was going to take my art, what medium, those sorts of things, show him sketches... And um, in my artist statement, I had mentioned kind of talking about the, you know, standards in Hispanic households, the, the kind of special treatment that maybe the boys, the sons get from the mothers, this sort of 
um, even in like Catholic culture, just how do I say it? Um, yeah, they're just like preferred, I feel, yeah, or just like, like a bias towards a bias towards even like just misogyny, just misogyny mm-hmm. in machismo. Spanish machismo. Um, in the church, in the home, those sorts of things. And um, one of the things that he told me from the start was, oh, you don't really think that happens anymore, right? And I was kind of like, huh? Uh, I didn't really know what to say back. I was just really like, I'm sorry. Like, I, maybe I just don't understand. And then he goes, well, uh, I, I don't really believe that you believe that stuff is like a, a real issue to you nowadays, right? Because things are so far from what they were during, you know, the feminist art movements and this and that. And Me and my, are shaking Yeah. <laughs> it's like my mom got on a train by herself and went all the way to D.C. or whatever city he said. And that's great that she was able to do that back mm-hmm. then in the 40s, 50s, 60s. I don't know what time period he was talking about. But that doesn't mean that because that experience happened or because there was this large protest movement and the different waves of feminism that those issues don't still prevail or exist today. And and I told him, you know, I'm talking specifically about Hispanic households, my experience. experience. And he goes, oh, well, you know, I just like, I don't, I don't understand a lot of that stuff. So, but for me, it feels like then don't, don't try to discourage me or tell me that, that you think I don't believe that still exists because I'm witnessing and experiencing that just because you are not seeing or experiencing that. And then you're discouraging a student who I felt really discouraged at that point. Like, okay, well, then I definitely can never talk about these sort of themes or topics in my art because it might get me a lower grade or I might be perceived a little bit differently or because somebody's already talked about um, these sort of topics in art. Nobody else can ever talk about them again. It just felt like that sort of experience. And it sucks that that happened, you know, um, but it does, and you yeah. just work through it. And I continue to talk about those sorts of themes in my art as well. Um, some of my final portfolios address that sort of misogyny in, you know, in my family. There are a ton of women that can relate. To of that course, art. yeah, like, absolutely. So, yeah, machismo is everywhere. Um, I've had my own personal experience with this when I did my El Cuello. I don't. The, the video where I went up, um, what mountain? Monte Cristo. When I went mon- up Monte Cristo, I had an assistant with me, and he was a guy and whatever. And I would, like, I would set up the, the scene for him, and he would just be sure to be there holding the camera still. Like, I would even set up, <laughs> I don't know. but You were directing everything. Was directing, he was, was simply holding the camera, following your direction. He yes. was my tripod, mm-hmm. if anything. Mm-hmm. So I presented the video, and it was a great... It, I got good feedback. Uh, my professor loved it, but he, he asked me, so who's the choreographer? Uh, and I'm like, I... I you were there. I don't know if you noticed, but I, I was like, well, what do you mean, choreographer? He's like, oh, yeah, who was taking who was taking the video? I was like, yeah. well, my my assistant, he was. And he's like, oh, give him give give him my, my con- congratulations. I'm like... What? Like yeah. I, I, like, I climbed the idea. mountain myself. I, they, it, I was the one carrying the damn iron up the mountain. I was sitting him where I wanted him to be. I would correct him when he did it wrong, mm-hmm. and 
And then he got the congratulations. Like, yeah, he congratulated me, but he congratulated him for something he didn't even do. And I don't know if that was just because he didn't understand the situation, but it kind of felt like, like, he knows me, he knows how I work, and he knows I'm, like, very, like, everything I do is purposeful. I don't, yeah. I don't let anyone touch anything that I do. I, I'm open to, like, interpretation, mm-hmm. but, like, in the end, it's me. Like, I'm there. Yeah. And I'm, I, it got under my skin so much, and I still think about it today, kind of. Like, yeah. that, that's why I'm very, like, conscious of only working myself now, because I'm like, well, if a guy helps me, will it be attributed to him now? Yeah. Exactly. I, and it's, it sucks, because I'm very limited to my own two hands, and a lot of my work yeah. has me directly in it. Yeah. So... Right? <laughs> I'm, I can't really think of anything off the bat. Like, uh-huh. For me, I just feel like everybody, like, I guess I used to do kind of like a storyline kind of thing um, on drawings, but because, like, I'm a woman, I felt like everybody was trying to perceive, like, a love story, like, like, romanticizing things, and it's like, that's not always the case, like, just like, um... I don't think they would have had the same perceptions if I was, like, a man or, like... Uh-huh. But the same... I guess the same goes, like, other ways, too. Like, maybe, like, men can't make soft art or it's not, like, perceived as soft art. I don't know. Dainty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking right now of when I didn't know you that well at first and I saw one of your narrative things where it was a person masturbating. Do you remember that one? Yeah. It was like a... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was back when I was very... Um, still kind of closed off. Like, it was still, like, taboo to, like, talk about that stuff. And I saw that. And I saw that it, you did it. I was like, how could she? Like, that's... <laughs> I that's, actually forgot I did that. <laughs> yeah. How, how could she? That's so, like, taboo. Women don't do... Like, how, yeah. how gross of myself. And, I mean, everyone has a growth period. Yeah. And I'm still growing, of course. But, like, even as women, we are... We we can be um, guilty of this, of, yes. like, perpetuating this kind of internalized misogyny, machismo, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And I know I I catch myself sometimes and I have to, like, check myself again and, and think, well, why am I thinking this? Is this productive? Like, why am I judging this person when they're just living their damn life? Like, I should, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's not just men, guys. It's also women. Yeah. We can talk about female artists we know, like strong female influences. Tessa Adina. Yeah, I think we can name some some artists, like some female artists, even like ones that we know personally. Um, let me see. Like for me, the first one that came up was Eva Hess, uh, Kara Walker. You know the big ones. Mm-hmm. I remember I was watching, I don't know if it was, like, on YouTube or, like, a Twitter video where they were stopping people on the street and asking them if they could name five, I don't know, like, five strong men in history or five historical figures that are men, and they were able to name them, like, boom, 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 and then it was, like, five influential women, Mm -hmm. and everyone's, like, "Mm." they would name, like, maybe, like, one or two people. And I was because off the back I was like Oprah, Ruth Bader, <laughs> like, I was like naming people. But it's the same thing. Like when you're thinking about artists, like yeah, I'm, 
I don't know, maybe just because we have a different background or understanding of art and studying art history, but if you could name five female artists off the top of your head, you already named some of them. Yeah. I'm probably bad on this, you know? Yeah, like, sometimes I can, like, picture the work, but I can't picture the name. Well, you said just test... Well, I said Tassidy. Okay, let's name five people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, I said Kara Walker, Eva Hess. Um, oh my god, I can't remember her name, but she does like the large like paintings. Um, and she went to RISD. Oh my god. <laughs> Is it the the large paintings? They're like like huge, huge, and she's like based in Berlin right now. No, no, no. They're like circles and like graphs and like you. It's like one of the first people you learn about in like basic drawing. Dang it! Um, I I don't know. Yeah. In my mind, I'm thinking Kiki Smith, Georgia O'Keeffe, because that's like. The, the main one that everyone, Frida knows. Kahlo, everyone knows. That one. Yeah, Frida Kahlo. Yeah. She's literally like. <laughs> my. What was the name of the portrait artist for Michelle Obama? Because everybody knows oh, Kahinda Wiley, and everyone knows. Yeah, nobody yeah. knows. You know, I follow that, her. And on I follow her on Instagram, <laughs> and even then, I never can remember her name for the yeah, life of me. Like, I, I have to look it up. Her too. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking it up right now, you guys. <laughs> yeah, we're cheating. But, well, Maria Miss. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, it'd be Tacita Dean. It'd be Neville Hosking. Or I don't know if that's how you say her name right, but that Hosking. was the one that you showed me, the Australian-based artist. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really love her work. Julie Moretu. Julie Moretu. Moretu, yeah. Yeah, she's great. I love her. She's literally, like, one of my biggest inspirations. I don't know why I couldn't remember her name. Dang it. I can't think of anyone that's like Tacita Dean. I think I'm just... We're brain dead. Brain Maybe. dead. Um, Look, I've been out of school of... for like two weeks. Uh, <laughs> Give me a break. My brain is fried. Amy oh. Sherrill. That's the woman who did Michelle Obama's portrait. Amy Sherrill. Yes. <laughs> I recently yeah, found out great. about this um, artist. Her name... I don't know if I pronounced it right. It's Ukeles. Ukeles? It's like Ukeles, but it's Ukeles. And she did this one thing where it's maintenance art. Mm-hmm. Where she went into, this was back in like the 60s and 70s, and where she would go into museums and art galleries and she would just start cleaning the, the floors. Do you guys know who we started? No. No, she would just start cleaning like by hand, like with a brush and, a, and soap, and just start cleaning the floors. Nobody knew she was going to do that, and she would just be an inconvenience. And that's what I loved about it, because, well, don't you want women to be cleaning? But uh-huh. she's cleaning at the wrong time, at the wrong place. Not the way they wanted. Mm-hmm. So That's it was great. like disrupting the space. It was amazing. She would get kicked out of these places, so she'd start cleaning the outside of the places. Achilles. What was the name of the artist where she starved herself? Or she was like on that very, where she photographed her body going through the change of like, oh, I don't not know. eating? Yeah, I don't know. Man, you see, but we know their art. Yeah, yeah, we know their art. We can talk yeah. about the art, and then it's the name that yeah. is like. And then there's this other other artists who she she made this tent it's, it's like a 10 person tent you can walk in it's standing up and it has all the childhood like yes, writing it, yeah. it was called oh. all the people i've ever slept with yeah i love it because right away you think oh sexual like oh my gosh this woman is talking about sex it's all the people she slept with since birth so yeah. it's, it's it like, like her mom her, her dad mother, her, her brothers aunt, her anybody like that yeah Sleepover. and yeah there's like sexual encounters in there as well but it's like the life of of like any woman like ask them and they've slept with like 
people they trust. It's all about trust and yeah, that's that's a good one. And language the way language. we But can we name her name? I can't. I cannot. We we really did that. Yeah. <laughs> there was also I think like that per, that girl that I showed you the symbiotics of like a kitchen. <gasps> That's Martha Rosler. Yeah. I know that one. Yeah. She's like, my favorite. <laughs> I always like, I'm like, Sarah, look at this person. Martha Hold Rosler. On. What's her name? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, look that one up. The semiotics of a kitchen. Yeah. She goes through the ABCs of the kitchen, of anything in the kitchen. One of my favorite pieces. Martha Rosler. Can I name it? <laughs> yeah. Who yeah, else? Wild. Is there anyone up? Terry? T- Terry Bauer. Terry Bauer. <laughs> Remember that name. <laughs> Miriam Vega. <laughs> okay. I will. Uh-huh. Um, I was going to say people we know. Cris and Ramon. It's a couple, but she she's recently, well, recently pregnant. She's, been, she's like obviously pregnant and she's still <laughs> out there doing paint murals. Yeah. Like great. with the big obvious baby bump. I mean, she's not getting on the ladder or anything, but she's still working out there and it's, Hot here. Yes. Um, hot oh my god, time. I can't remember her name. Who's the girl who does like the jewelry, like and movements? Um, oh no no, uh, it's not Jane Terrazas. It's uh, well that's another female artist. Um, it's. No name five male artists. Just kidding. I uh, <laughs> don't want to. <laughs> it's shameful that I can't. I think yeah. name. Five bad male artists. Five bad Jackons. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> IKB. <laughs> I hate that. Oh my god. I have clients blue. Yeah, the international client blue. Is it? I. It's Klein? international client. No. International. Isn't it Ives? Isn't, isn't his name Ives? Ives Klein. Ives Klein. Ives Klein. Fuck him. Just yeah, kidding. Fuck that color too. It's not that blue. This guy is never that blue. Okay, oh. there. Heide Alonso. I, I she Alonso. is really cool. She's really doing the most. Yeah? Like, yeah. She's, Her work is beautiful. She's doing like, um, what is it called? Performance art. Um, Jewelry. Cultural art. Photographs. She's like, you know, like partnering with like Wattis and like just, she's really getting out there. Mm-hmm. Well, you recently showed your work at Cholo Gallery and who were the other female artists that were there? Must Jess? Jane. Must was she in there? Mm-hmm. Well, well, she that, was at... Jane Terrazas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she um, was before? Right before you? Yeah, she yeah. was before, but with me it was Nikki LeKing, Jess Rodriguez. Should oh, I be right. saying their names? I mean, Nick, yeah. Nikki, why wouldn't we? Nikki LeKing, Jess Rodriguez, me... You know what? I think we were the only female artists. How much was the whole survey? It was like, it was like eight or seven ten people, no? Or, yeah. Yeah, because I know whoa, Joaquin. Whoa, 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 I need to check this. Joaquin was in it. Hmm. And Eddie. Hmm. But you have a post with all the names on them. Do I? Yeah. Let me see. Or you just go to the Cholo Gallery and right. it'll show up. <laughs> but yeah, from what I remember, it's just... Nikki Licking, Jess Rodriguez, myself. Okay. Sarah, Jonathan, Eddie, Nayeli, Ingrid, Nikki, Jessica, Joaquin. Okay, no, I think there's like... Half and half? Oh, okay, then. There's like only two guys? Yeah, Jonathan, Nikki. Oh, three guys? And three guys. 
One, two, three, four, five girls. Okay, yeah, I was wrong. Okay. Scandal. That's, that's scandal. scandal. Better, 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 better. <laughs> Check us scandal out. Yeah. <laughs> the point is, look up some female artists. Yeah. Support your female artists. Yeah. Encourage them. Buy their work. Oh, we should also talk about pricing work in the future. I don't think we have that. How to price your artwork. Yeah. I think it is How one of the topics. Is it? I don't think so, and it's so obvious. Did y'all know that women artists earn 81 cents per dollar that a male artist makes in the U.S.? Does that also include... Is it artists specifically? Art. Does it in- include, like, race? Because I know with, um... Like, if we're just talking about, like, overall, like... That right, women yeah. make 81... 8 cents, 2 of the dollar, um... I don't know the order, but I know black women, then Asian women, then Hispanic women are the ones that make the less, the least to the dollar. So I don't know if that would kind of follow the same. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does affect it the yeah. same way that a corporate job um, affects those two. And yeah. then there's that motherhood penalty too. Yeah. So what about the motherhood penalty? Do we want to have kids? Why? No. Um, Art-wise. I think we talked about women artists being on a timeline. Mm -hmm. Like a life timeline. That we are only expected to make art up until we're ready to have kids. What are your guys' thoughts? No. (laughs) I mean, I guess, like, we haven't experienced it yet. And I, like I said, like, we could hardly name maybe 10 12 female artists and if we could even remember their name the height of their earning and their popularity like those are things that we'd have to look into more Mm -hmm. but we know that those things exist um and when you're a mother the expectation that you stay with the child that you take the time off that you stop working that you do all those things Mm -hmm. of course if you're career is making art it's gonna affect that as well not only that but also like how we're saying that all uh, like art made by women is kind of seen by as feminist art not all art made by women with kids is seen as art about having children which in some cases it may be but not all cases just because you have your kid and you draw a kid doesn't mean it's about your kid Mm -hmm. or lack thereof I'm guilty of this because I thought Terry Bauer, she had a show at the um, at the EPMA, the El Paso Museum of Art, and she had all these images with, like, little children playing, and I never asked her what it was about, but I know, I thought, well, maybe it's because she never had kids. Maybe she's drawing so many kids. Is this okay for me to talk about? Yeah, why wouldn't it be? Yeah, I don't know. These are your opinions, I mean. Yeah, and I'm thinking, now I... Afterwards, I thought, well, how stupid of me to even consider that because, like, I don't know what she's thinking. I have mm-hmm. my own opinions and my own I mean, I don't think it's stupid of you to think about that, but yeah. it is just, like, the reality of making art is that it's so open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. And the unfair reality is that if you're a woman making art, the general assumption just because of the way that we're, you know, taught to understand and internalized is that those sort of things will always be related. And maybe it was. Maybe it was, and we don't know because... I mean, I haven't asked. We didn't ask, and Mm -hmm. she never said. But Mm -hmm. maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. I don't know. It's like it's a a tough thing to 
just goes because your thoughts are never stupid and your ideas. I mean, that's just your interpretation, but we do have to think about like, where that interpretation is coming from and why it exists. Yeah. And may, sometimes maybe that is the, the aim of the artist is for you to have open have that interpretation and then wonder why it is you're making those associations to begin with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good art. Wow, Marissa, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Thank was you. great. <laughs> one, the one who came from looking at her. <laughs> oh, my eyes are open. <laughs> the inner corners of my mind <laughs> are an enigma. <laughs> my third eye. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sweet. Um, I know, guys. So, yeah. I guess those are just some of the experiences that we've had some of the things that we're thinking about knowing that we're going to continue in a field where the statistics are against us yeah um and hopefully we're able to break some some ceilings ceilings Mm -hmm. moving forward and so like maybe we need feedback you know yeah Um, like maybe we are close-minded for some things so yeah. we would love to hear it from our viewers. Like yeah. you. <laughs> from viewers like you. Um, you can <laughs> DM us at Sundays at Sarah's with an H. <laughs> Sarah with an H. Yeah. Uh, S-U-N-D-A-Y-S-A-T-S-A-R-A-H-S. That's our Instagram. Uh, yes. Yeah, and it's DM us on Instagram. We also have an email set up, Sundays at Sarah's at gmail.com. If you would like to leave any feedback, any um, experiences that maybe you'd like to share with us, um, anything, we're open to anything, please send us stuff yeah. because that would be so great to start receiving things. Um, or even if you have suggestions for topics you'd like to be covered, um, if it's something that we haven't already written down so we can consider that for future episodes. So yeah, we'll, we'll stay tuned and look out for the next episode and we'll be excited to hopefully have you back. Yeah, see you next week. Bye. Yeah, thanks guys.